Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Happy holidays. Merry Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. We thought we would record the 250th episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast and release it as a Christmas present to ev- everyone. Uh, this is Russ, and joining with me is Aaron Newworth. hey Happy holidays! And Jim Dietz. Happy holidays. Delicious. Happy Honda days. Mm. Yeah, those commercials bum me out. <laughs> Who buys a car for Christmas? It's you know what? Month. My girlfriend got for last year for christmas oh really wow it was like it was just around the time but she did so worked out it always cracks me up it's like you're gonna bring your spouse home a vehicle and put a big bow on it and i wonder if that happens in real life if we see that i could never do that because i'd bring home like you know i'd go get the you know go get a you know my wife wants a, a new truck and so it's like okay i'd go get a truck and bring it home and it's like silver with you know whatever color interior and she'd be like so they didn't have any blue ones, huh? <laughs> or so. Silver, huh? Wow. My wife is very particular in, in her tastes of things. so. Well, evidently, I mean, she was particular in her taste of you, so there you go. <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so we thought, uh, we, we talked about, and on the last episode, that over the break, we would try and sneak in a few episodes. Uh, we had some ideas. We solicited some ideas. Uh, and we thought, since uh, specifically Jim, Aaron, and I tend to are, are tend to, to game quite a bit. Um, not that the other guys don't game, but but we I think we probably game more than they do. I would I would fair to guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, thought, I'd say so. Yeah, we thought we would pull together an episode during the break um, and talk about our favorite zombie video games, which there are plenty, and. I, I don't know how you guys approach this, your your personal list, but I kind of approached it in the loose term of zombie. Like, I didn't yeah. really over... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I have, I have my top five, but then I have, like, another top five of, like, zombie-adjacent games, as I call them. Exactly. Like, they have, yep. Yeah, they have, like, zo- zombie-ish, zombie-esque yeah. <laughs> things yeah. in them, I guess. I um, mean, I, so. I assembled a list that's... I tried to throw in some just to, like, because I know these probably won't be on your guys' list, so I just did some difference. And it's not like we're not going to be able to mention the other stuff we also probably thought of as well. Sure. But uh, but yeah, I tried to I I tried to mix it up. I'm sure we probably share at least like three of these. But yeah, yeah, and it's funny. So I solicited some feedback on the Facebook group. Uh, I know uh, there are a few people that that chimed in. I know like Mike Jones had a couple, which we'll get to later. But had a couple entries. He's like, well, I'm not sure if these are really zombie games, but I think of them as zombie games, and I'm like. Yeah, that's close enough. I would consider that that close enough to zombie to to qualify. Um, so, if there's anybody listening who is a stickler and is going to say, "Well, those are really a zombie game," you might as well just tune out now. Yeah, tune out. Yeah, we're yeah, not Jerry. we're not going to we're not going down the nitpicking stickler road. We're just 
keeping it loose, man. It's the holidays. Exactly. You know, we're trying to have a little fun. Exactly. Um, so what we did was we each kind of pulled together a top five, like, like Aaron and Jim mentioned, we'll talk about some like honorable mentions or just other stuff, um, that comes up as, as we discuss. Cause I, I, I mean, I, obviously I have my top five. There's other things on here that, you know, more than likely will probably appear on, on Aaron's and, and Jim's list. Um, but maybe not. So I think they will be kind of cool to, to talk about. Uh, and then we'll read your, your feedback choices at the end. Cause of course we, you know, it's a walking dead episode. We got to. We gotta, we gotta read some feedback. Um, yeah. So let's start. So let's start with number five. Jim, you go first. What, what was your number five? My number five is the Red Dead Redemption Zombie Nightmare expansion. Ah, yes. Um, there are a lot of games that have added zombies to them in in uh, as time went on. Um, for instance, you know, there's you know the the Call of Duty zombies, uh, zombie modes. I mean, Halo kind of had. You know, the flood zombie modes added to it or whatever. But Red Dead Redemption Zombie Nightmare Pack, like, really, like, fleshed it out. Made, like, a whole... In any other... um, For any other game studio, it would have been a whole different game. But um, Rockstar, being the the, the perfectionists that they are, I guess, uh, made it an expansion pack for Red Dead Redemption. There are a lot of cool extras in it. You can like get, you know, nightmare horses that breathe fire and, and float above the ground and stuff. And, um, they even had a whole storyline built around the, uh, the expansion. Um, and it was pretty fun. And, uh, I'm playing the red dead redemption two right now. So it made me go back and pull that out and it still holds up. It's still really fun. So that's my number five red dead redemption, the zombie nightmare expansion. Well, I, it's funny. I have a confession to make. I have not played, the undead nightmare expansion for that. Um, but when Xbox did their backwards compatibility thing with the Xbox one, uh, I have the, I, I kept my disc, my 360 disc for, for red dead. And so even though I didn't buy the undead, uh, undead nightmare portion, if you, if you play it through the backwards compatibility and put the disc in, they give you the undead nightmare portion. So, Oh, pretty sweet. Yeah. So at some yeah. point, I keep saying I'm going to go back and do it. I'm going to go back and do it, and I just I just haven't had time. But I know that's a favorite of a lot of people uh, when you talk about zombie modes. Um, I know uh, Brad Brad Milo, former host of the show, uh, commented that was that was one of his too. So yeah, it's like uh, like I said, the um, a lot of uh, other um, uh, games like Jam Zombies in because they're popular or whatever, but. Uh, they really went above and beyond with this expansion to like really kind of flesh it out, give it a story. It really added a whole different tone to the game too. Like the the sky was much darker and was full of lightning and thunder and just really more ominous. And uh, it, was, it was really cool. It was it was a nice change after playing you know eighty hours of Red Dead Redemption to go back to it with the expansion and have it be a whole new thing. It was it was pretty fun. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a great expansion. Like I I loved the fun and expansive and all that. And this was like. It wasn't just thrown together. They like went out of their way and like made a really cool narrative for what if zombies were in the old west. And you get to do fun stuff, obviously shooting zombies, but even like they throw like a Sasquatch in there and they give a Sasquatch like an emotional arc too. It's like what? Why do I care about the Sasquatch so much right now? It's a lot of stuff like that. Or the soundtrack, which is like it throws in some like like surf rock in there. Which is, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really like, it, but somehow it all fits. Like it all gels together. The Sasquatch um, story is heartbreaking too. It is right. If you play that all the way to the end, and you, uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it. But if you play that uh, string that storyline all the way out, it just it really is heartbreaking. You know. 
Yeah, it's it, but yeah, no, this is a this is I've said this before. It's like my favorite DLC addition to any game of all time. <laughs> like I'm, yeah, and it, it's been a minute since I've you know really thought about that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it still stood pretty strong in that category. Agreed. How about you, AA Ron? Uh, I wanted to go with something that. I I figured would not come up. Um, they are two. It's a tie. Uh, there are two light sh- light gun games, light gun arcade games: Area Fifty One and House of the Dead. Oh, nice! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a great um, story about House of the Dead, but please continue. Yeah, these are you know. I think anyone that you know was able to play in an arcade or just you know play arcade consoles will remember the the light gun games. And of course, Area Fifty One and House of the Dead were. I think pretty strong staples of them where you spend many quarters or whatnot, um, you know, going through these ridiculous games that you care nothing about as far as the stories go. You're just like, yeah, I grab a fake gun and I shoot at the screen, then I shoot off screen to reload. Uh, they're just a lot of fun, though. Uh, House of the Dead, you know, it got that movie we don't need to talk about, but it's the um, <laughs> the, the first of like what? like. Seven. Oh, don't we? Isn't it a U.A. Bowl movie? <laughs> I don't actually mind it compared to other U.E. Bowl movies, but that's a different story. Um, it's like saying this piece of garbage smells a little worse than the other. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's at the top of the heap, so good good on it. It's a game for Jadis, I guess. But um, the, the the first House of the Dead, like, it's a fun, it actually is like a fun, like, like what if what if uh, like a haunted house movie became like a shooter and you go through this ridiculous house and there's these crazy monsters and all this stuff <laughs> it's like it has it has a weird sense of humor about it same with area 51 where it's like these weird like zombie monster things that are like invading a government warehouse <laughs> just like and it's like in that time when they're still using uh like house of the dead is like cg characters area 51s where they're still using like like what like photos of FMV? people and it's like FBI, FMV, like 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 the original Mortal Kombat, where it's like actual people are yeah. the animation of the game, <laughs> and so you're like blasting your way through, you know, the the secret government lab, and there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Yeah, these. I mean, I spent a lot. I spent plenty of quarters playing both of these games, you know, coming up. So it's like I just wanted to give those a shout out. That's that's truly one of the like. I, I love a good light gun game, and I guess of uh, you know. You'd look at changing technology, and mm. I guess the one negative, real negative of like the LCD, uh, you know, plasma type technology is that the light gun situation just doesn't doesn't work anymore. Like you know, it, it you need a CRT, you know, the CRT is uh, is is what those those are used for, and a lot of its latency and everything else. But it's like yeah. it just sucks that you know be, because of that. I, I wish somebody would figure it out and and bring back the the light gun game because I I just think they're they're fun. Two quick things about House of the Dead. First of all, on the Dreamcast, if you happen to have the Dreamcast keyboard, which was compatible with, like, almost nothing, uh, there was a game called Typing of the Dead. Yes. Which was House of the Dead, only you had to type in the words quickly to shoot the zombies. And they changed the in-game animation so they weren't holding guns, they were holding keyboards in front of them. And the the other thing I had about House of the Dead, I had my uh, bachelor party... Um, in a barcade type situation where they have like a whole bunch of arcade machines and, uh, and pinball machines and stuff and a fully stocked bar. And my wife and I at my, at my uh, bachelor party, uh, played through the entirety of house of the dead, uh, two player. Um, cause it was, um, she's not really a gamer, but she likes to shoot things. 
So <laughs> we we part of part of my bachelor party uh, fun was playing all the way through House of the Dead with her. So nice. uh, it was unlimited t- unlimited uh, credits, which was a good thing. So, but we got to see the entire quote unquote story, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was super fun, one really good memory. So yeah, a great game. Cool. Cool. My number five is The Last of Us. Uh, no, that's my number five. four. That's my number four, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that. Um, and the only reason I kind of ranked it down just on my list because the zombie aspect of it is really, and I guess kind of like The Walking Dead itself, right? The the zomb- the actual zombie aspect of it is is kind of the least interesting part of it. Um, it's it's just one of those games where it's it's probably, if not the best, one of the best story-driven gaming experiences I think I've ever I've ever played through. Uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's really. It, I just I've never played a game that just pulled me into the story as much as The Last of Us did, um, and it really, I really, up until the end didn't know which way it was going to go. I really felt at any time, and I won't spoil it if, for those of you that haven't played it, but I mean, the game at this point has been out for almost 10 years now, but um, it, I really felt at the end of this game, it could go any way. Like any one of the, the lead characters could, could die. Um, and, you know, or, or not. And it, I would be totally fine with it. Like it, it would, it was just a game that just really kind of played with your emotions um, and tugged at your heartstrings and just told a, an incredibly compelling story. Uh, and the ending, oh my God, the ending of that story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, I just kind of, I sat there slack jawed as I watched it, you know, after yeah. I played it. it was, and not where I expected it to go, but no. definitely satisfying and uh, really well written. Yeah. Actually, speaking of DLC, there actually is like an expansive like DLC focused on, um, what is his name, Ellie? Ellie. Yeah, there's like a whole like big chap like big story chunk that like yep. fills in one of the gaps there. So yeah, there's another one that has some strong DLC content. But yeah. yeah, in terms of gaming, yeah, this is you know Naughty Dog makes the Uncharted games. They knock this one out of the park just as well. And I mean, if there's, I here's a game where the story feels very complete, and I wouldn't necessarily think we need more of this. And yet there's a sequel on the way. And from what we've seen so far and what I've read about it, it's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in. I'm, I'm down for this. I want to want to see what they would would do with a follow up, yeah. given its potential and given the team that's involved with this. They seem to know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, Blast of Us, amazing game. Yeah. Um, you know, have it's so it's so tense to play. Like especially if you pull, you know, compared to other like you know third person shooters, if you want to phrase it that way, mm-hmm. like. The, the idea of like scraping for supplies and like trying to put stuff together just so you can survive but against both like weird, crazy monster creatures and let alone, you know, man. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you. I get into it. Like I get into like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm stuck behind a wall. I have like one thing left. What am I going to do? Am I going to knife this guy? Am I going to somehow like get by holding my breath, sitting on my couch trying to do this? Like there's a lot of that going on in this game for sure. Yeah. And an emotional story. All, all the way through, just like the relationship that forms between Joel. There is Joel and Ellie. Like, yes, it's, Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good stuff there. <laughs> Even when you like think of like the, you know, as a as as a big cinephile, like I, I I see where they're taking inspiration from, but they're doing a great job of like applying that to their own original tale. It, it works great. It's one of those where, as a video game, it's amazing and compelling and unique. 
but I feel like if they if they turned it into a movie, it would feel the it would not feel that way. It would feel nope. like <laughs> something I've seen before and something I've been through. You know what I mean? Like I I don't yeah. feel like it would be. I get if they made a movie out of it, I get a real Children of Men vibe out of <laughs> the tone of that of that kind of movie. If they made a Last of Us movie, actually, well, it reminds me a lot of The Walking Dead. I mean, sure, you know, sure, yeah. Flies, yeah. You know, a lot of times the enemies are other people also trying to scavenge the same supplies. And I agree with Russ. Like, there are some stealth things when you're walking by. What are they, the Chatterers? I think they're called in the game. They kind of make that clicking noise. Yeah, yeah. Clickers, um, clickers, yes. clickers, clickers, clickers. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that you have to, you know, you have to stealth by. I mean, it's it's ten times more tense when you have to do it yourself rather than watching it in a film. Yeah, yeah, for certain. Um, yeah, I, I'm at a point where I don't put faith in video game movies because I just can't anymore. Um, so I don't I don't care when the he's like, yeah, sure, Michael Fassbender's in Assassin's Creed, oh, whatever. It's still gonna suck. And guess what? It sucked. Like I don't. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not something that can convince me. So when you say like Last of Us movie or Uncharted movie, which just lost its director once again, yeah, it's like you don't you don't want you think you want to see this, but you don't want to see this. It, yes, it's like exactly. It's 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 a redundant thing. Something like Uncharted, it's like. Yeah, you have those movies. They're Indiana Jones, which is based on these. Yes. Like it's it, it's just redundant to make a movie off the game that was based off the experience somebody else had watching a movie. Right. It doesn't yeah. add up to me. And so, there are like, some stories that are just perfected in the art form that they're in. Yeah, like, I mean, it, like they've been talking about that, making a Bioshock movie for years and years, and I really think that a, any movie that they made with that storyline would not have the impact that game does. I think that it's like. It's kind of like, you know, Watchmen is best as a comic book, you know? Yeah. I think Bioshock is best as a video game, you know? And, you know, it's just some things, some stories are better in the medium that they're in rather than being adapted. Exactly. So. The medium very much matters in a lot of cases where you spend several hours in some realm versus, you know, two and a half hours or what have you right. to kind of get you caught up on something and just the basic nature of it of like what you're doing in a video game this is getting it's too far off topic but it's just yeah i <laughs> there are stories like this that work this way because they're presented this way yeah you know obviously you can adapt books and comics that's worked very well for a century for a century but you know some things just stand the way they are and you can be happy with that agreed but yeah, so for those of you uh, – in an interesting take on the, quote, zombies, you know, where they have these – it's almost like this thing growing on their head. Like it's – and then and then some of them, they – it's it's almost like it, uh, like their heads explode. Like they've got like a – like they split and there's this weird yeah. growth. It, it's, it's, it's very grotesque and disturbing um, in, a, in a way that a lot of zombie – you know the the way they characterize the quote zombies in this game is is very different than than most games. So and like Jim said, you know the the concept that it's not all they you know not all of them can actually see like like regular humans do. The, these clickers kind of you know go around based on sound um, and can zone in on you. So it, it it makes for some interesting gameplay mechanics and in, in how you navigate around. So yeah, you can and you can get it now. Like they did a PS4 remaster, you could get that thing for nothing. I mean probably you know, five bucks or 10 bucks or something like that. Um, oh, especially with all the flash sales they have in the PlayStation yeah, store. Yeah. It, yeah. And it is a PlayStation exclusive. So, um, you know, it, if, if you still have still rocking your PS three, you could definitely get it for that. And, and like I said, they remastered it for the PS four. So it's, it's been available. Yeah. They, they tend to put the best games on the best console. I, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Um, 
Cool. All right. So that was my number five. So Jim, your number, you mentioned that was your number four. Yeah. But since you did that, I'm going to get one from my, uh, my uh, honorable mention list here. Uh, Half-Life two. Especially, yeah, especially the level called, we don't go to Raven home. Uh, it is a zombie level through and through, as you said, it's not, you know, technically the living dead It's dead people with head crabs. Uh, these aliens that attach themselves to their heads. And with the gravity gun, you get to, like, throw circular saws at them or just, you know, shoot one at another. Uh, you get to lead them into traps. It's one of the best designed levels, I think, in any video game I've ever played. And uh, it is definitely a, a zombie level. Um, so I will go with, you know, so for my number four pick, I'll pick Half-Life 2. Uh, again, the level is called We Don't Go to Raven Home. And you go to this town called Ravenholm, and by the time you're about halfway through, you kind of realize why no one goes to Ravenholm yeah. anymore. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it's a classic game for a reason, you know, and you do so many different things in that game, and that is really just a great, great zombie level uh, in any game. Yeah, it's so. cool. I, Jim, I don't, I don't, or Aaron, I don't know if you follow uh, Noclip. It's uh, Danny O'Dwyer, who used to work for GameStop, or GameSpot, Um and he's kind of gone – he left GameSpot to, to do his own thing. And what his own thing is is making video game documentaries. Um, and it, and he does a very good job. Uh, but he recently did a – it was the 25th anniversary or the, the 20, 25th? 25th anniversary of uh, of the first Half-Life. And uh, he um, he did a, a, a you know docu- documentary on that even though he didn't get any cooperation or assistance from Valve. Um, and so it's just funny going through that and then now hearing you say it, it's, it's been on my brain to want to go back and play Half-Life and Half-Life 2 again, uh, just cause it's been, it's been a long time since I've, I've played through those. So timely. I've played Portal. I've never played the, um, Half-Life. I've seen them. <laughs> it looks fun. Gravity Gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've never actually played the Half-Life games. So I'm not anxiously awaiting Half-Life 3. <laughs> Which is, I which hope is nobody is after all that. Yeah, I was going to say after all this time, I hope nobody is. Well, there's one guy rocking in his chair back and forth. Yeah, just one. Sorry, sorry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. Yes. All right. Uh, Near number four. To me, um, my number four is Dead Island. You guys remember Dead Island? Oh yeah. yes, yes. Most notable for having like one of the best, if not the best, like video game trailers of all time, um, right. which was that reverse chronological, reverse chronological like family trying to escape a zombie in like the middle of a hotel and just like the, the chaos that erupted from there. Um, this is a like a first person RPG ish survival horror game. Um, here's a fun fact: I've never actually finished Dead Island because the game was powerful enough to wreck my PlayStation. <laughs> so I, I basically like, yeah, like it was, it just like it ran, my PlayStation ran too hot while I was playing it. And because I was so upset about that, I never went back to finish dead Island. Um, but regardless, there is a lot of fun to be had in the, the amount of game that I did play, which was quite a bit, um, especially because it had like a multiplayer component. So like you can play with online with friends, like, and you're all just trying to basically survive on an Island that's been, run over by zombies 
Um, and there's a lot of crafting involved, which is a big part of it, just like uh, Last of Us. But like, you can take pretty much anything and turn it into some kind of weapon. It's like pick up like a beach chair and add spikes to it, like stuff like that. Um, it, it was very, you know, it's an RPG, so it's very mission based. Where it's like, okay, our home base is here, but you need to go across the island to this place and pick up this thing, and zombies are on the way, or find this person and get them. I remember that being a very open world game too. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's an open world role playing game. And I'm not a big RPG guy, but like I saw, you know, I was all about. You know, I'm all about zombie stuff, and it's like, well, this looks great. And like, even though that trailer is something that never actually happens in the game, it's just a cinematic. It still presented me with something where it's like, I want to see what this looks like. And yeah, it, uh, it certainly delivered a lot of fun in the time that I was having with it. Um, I, and I know there was a Dead Island two that's never been released. <laughs> there's Dead Island. Riptide. There was also a Dead Island. Yeah, there's Riptide, yeah, yeah, there's Riptide and like there's a couple spinoff stuff. Yeah. But there was a Dead Island two they were making because they had a trailer for that too. Which which is terrific. I want to find the link to that, but like it it has it uses the song "The Bomb" by Pigeon John, and it's such a cool like reversal of the first trailer because the first is that the one where the dramatic. guy is jogging. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like the guy's going on behind him. Exactly, okay. and he like slowly realizes that there's like a zombie outbreak happening. It was supposed to be set in California, which defies the title of Dead Island too, but whatever. Um, and it's um, it, it just like it seemed like it was going in a new direction, more along the lines of the game that might come up later in this countdown. Uh, but regardless, uh, yeah, no, I, I was big on, again, what I was able to play for Dead Island. And that was one where it played better using the analog controls. Like it had the, like the... Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh-huh. it really, I remember it was almost game-changing to switch the control scheme to analog controls because um, it used like the pressure sensitivity of the triggers and stuff like that. And it just played very different than using like the the kind of the digital button style yeah, it had some ambitious ideas that's for sure yeah. Yeah, so yeah yeah the the uh the late great johnny m is the one who turned me on to that game yeah. um and he, he he also uh encouraged me to play through it because there's like a a tunnel part if i remember correctly that's really hard to get through but then when you make it through you make it into like a city area that i didn't even know was in the game up until that point and it really opened things up so um but yeah i, remember, I have a lot of fond memories of that game yeah Late great Johnny M? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Okay. <laughs> you got me worried for a second. It's like, wait, did something happen? I don't know. He is he is alive and well, I can assure you. Okay, oh, good. <laughs> don't worry me. Thought Facebook Messenger would beg to differ, but okay. He's mm-hmm. never on Facebook, yeah. He's never on Facebook. Uh, my number four uh, is I put Resident Evil 2. Oh. And I played this one on the the original PlayStation. It was my first Resident Evil that I played. I didn't play one at that point. Um, and I so played, you're not the master of unlocking. <laughs> no. Uh, I played one Very. much, much later when they did the remaster for the GameCube. I actually played one. Um, never never played through the all of one. Like, I never beat it. Um, but I did beat Resident Evil 2. Um and, and again, kind of like one, but one of the things I thought was cool about Resident Evil 2 is 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 just the whole aspect of two main characters and playing it as the one character and then and then getting to the end. And then technically, if you have all of the uh, the right keys and stuff, when you play through it as I guess you play through it as Leon on the other side, um, you can actually unlock things that were locked because now you have like both halves. Um, I just remember that last boss being a bastard, like. It it was ridiculously hard uh, to play through to play through the end of that game, um, and it was back in the PS1 days. 
So the load times were insane. So it's like mm-hmm. it would, you know, you'd try and fight the end boss and you'd get three quarter of the way through it and of course die. And then you'd have to wait and load the whole thing over again and then go back and fight it over again. It was extremely frustrating. Um, but I really like Resident Evil 2 a lot. I'm really looking forward to, uh, they're doing a, like a proper remaster of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm really curious to, to be able to get that and go back through it again. Uh, cause it's, it's been a minute since I, since I played it last. I was a big fan of uh, Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I, I would consider that probably the best in the series, that kind of over the shoulder combat and stuff. Four is where I caught on to the series for sure, too. Like, I. I had I hadn't played one through Code Veronica, but um, you know one two three Code Veronica five six seven that's how we count. Um, yeah. But um, stay tuned. Yeah, I I, I I I caught I caught in for Resident Evil Four, and yeah, that was a game that uh, I, I was a big fan of, both because the story is hilarious. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. um, it's it, it seemed like the last Resident because I've I've seen plenty of one and two. Uh, it seemed like the last Resident Evil that really focused on being scary up until now. What's the most recent one? Is it seven? Is that what we're on? Seven. Or eight? Seven? Seven was the, yeah, it's in VR. Yeah, I uh, I haven't played seven. I, it's still on my wish list of games to get when I, you know, have somehow find time to fit in, you know, the 20 hours required or whatever. But, like, I've heard that really brings back the horror element, so I'd really... Yeah, really yeah I don't that. know if I could play the new one, because I think it would just freak me out too much. Mm. I was... I, I, I always like admired that style, but those tank controls in the first three games, I just could not get used to. Yeah. Where, whereas instead of moving, you know, left to move left or whatever, you'd have to move forward and then left. And yeah. But by the time I got to four, they'd ironed all that out, and I really enjoyed that game quite a bit. Yeah. So that's my number four. Cool. Jim, your number three. My number three is uh, actually two games. They both have zombies in them a lot, and they're kind of similar games. They're from the same developer. Uh, Fallout and uh, Skyrim, or the Elder Scrolls series. Uh, they both use zombies quite a bit. Um, in the Fallout side, they're ghoul called ghouls. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, Skyrim side, I think they're called Dragur or something. Skyrimmy. Oh, right, sure. Uh, <laughs> but um, they both integrate zombies really well into their stories, and... Um, there's nothing quite as uh, as distressing as having like about five or six of them gang up on you at the same time, and as you realize you're running out of ammunition, they're coming at you in uh, first person, and uh, <laughs> you know even in Fallout where you could uh, pause the the action with the VAT system or whatever, still you know you'd have one glow what they would call glowing ones that were like boss zombies that were even stronger to to go after, and I'm a huge fan of uh, first person big open-world single-player RPGs like that, so uh, they made my list uh, as, as, I guess, technically zombie games, because, they again, they have zombies figuring in quite a few of the stories and sure. in a lot of a lot of the dungeons and areas that you, that you travel into. So, um, it, despite, you know, the kind of hard times Bethesda's been having with their latest offing, uh, uh, Fallout 76, um, I found Fallout 3, Fallout 4, and New Vegas to all be pretty solid games, and you know, I've been playing uh, the Elder Scrolls since uh, Morrowind. Yeah. So. It is very satisfying to hit the vats with your shotgun and blow the head off of uh, one of those ghouls. Right, and you get the nice slow motion yes. explosion effects. Those are always good. And yeah, good times. Yep, again, not a big RPG guy, so it's like I, I admire that these games exist. I know they have fans. I just can't say much about them. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Aaron, your number three. My number three is Dead Space. Um, oh, that's in, my, that's in my honorable mentions. I am a huge fan of the Dead Space series. Um, even three, which goes a little bit off the rails, but I, I, I was so into like the mythology before this game even came out because they had such a great like. What, what's the studio? Is it um, Visceral? Visceral Games. Yes. They had they did such a terrific job of like setting up this world by like way of com- motion comics and like uh, like they had There's, movies. Yeah, I was like, say like, there animated, was an animated deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And even even James Wan, you know, director of Aquaman, directed one of the commercials for the game. Like he was still known for just Saw at that time, so it's like, yeah, he's directing one of the commercials for Dead Space. So it's like, this is so like cool to me. Where it's like, yeah, we're taking like basically Alien, but we're like dr- making it drip with dread, and it is like it's a mix of like aliens and and zombie stuff because it is like people that get turned into these necromorphs um, so it's like it's it feels zombie enough to me you're going into this haunted house spaceship and encountering dead people all over the place that come have come back to life as savage monsters and you play like isaac and you're an engineer you're just like that's fun like you're not a space marine you're an engineer that has to like improvise his way with weapons like you use like things that you use for like cutting metal and stuff to to dismember the various monsters so yeah and the game's terrifying uh, there's so many like especially the, like the first one then and, and the second one they like they really focus on the atmosphere like there's a good story going on but the atmosphere is so great where you're just like every time you pass vents or doors or various things that could you know open up in some way you have to wonder is something going to pop out of me right now and scare the crap out of me and most of the time, yes, that is the case. Um, I love playing horror games in the dark, by the way. Like, that's something I just I choose to do. I know I will get, like, on edge, but, like, I, I just prefer to play games that way. I did that with the Alien game. What's it, Alien? Um, oh, uh, Alien yeah, Isolation. Isolation, yeah. isolation, which was a perfect yeah. way to do that game. Yeah, that it was, that was a fun game. Yeah. It's probably one yeah. of the few good Alien games. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Alien 3 on Sega Genesis back in the day. That game is tough. Um but yeah, Dead Space. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot that I really liked about about Dead Space. Uh, it, it uh, it's one that I've, I've held on to, I, even though I I guess I'm hoping that they do like an HD remake someday because that'd be that'd be sick if you can put this game make the all the crazy gory visuals come back and like and increase that atmosphere and the sound and everything. Yeah. Pour pour one out for Visceral. I know. Yeah, that was the that was the thing. Yeah, there's, that's why there's no uh, Dead Space Four. Yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the reasons one of the reasons why there's no Dead Space Four. I mean, they sold well. <laughs> no, they just they, they switched gears to work on that Star Wars game, and so like it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. Even yeah. Radar, was, so yeah, they were exactly. swallowed up by EA, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dead Space was always part of EA, but yeah, that was you know, yeah, Priority certainly got the best of them. Yeah. Oh well, uh, my number three is a is a more recent game that's come out, and it's State of Decay Two. Uh, so I never played State of Decay, the first one, um, but I I got the Microsoft Game Pass specifically for this game because I was like, well, if I buy this game and and it actually I think it launched at forty bucks. I think it wasn't a full sixty dollar game, uh, uh, but it was it was a Mar- Microsoft first party game, and I'm like, ah, they're gonna do uh, uh, Gears of War at some point. So I'm like, ah, I'll I'll get the Game Pass thing and it'll probably pay for itself if I don't have to pay for these. You know, buy these two full price games. It will pay for a year's worth of uh, worth of Game Pass, and then I get all this other cool stuff. Um, but I really dig State of Decay. 
Um, I'm not real big normally on excessive uh, resource management and, um, you know, having to, to constantly worry about, like, you know, drinking and eating and sleeping and, you know, those mechanics. But in the frame of this game, it completely makes sense. Um, and so it almost kind of becomes a... A, a kind of roguelike elements where you kind of have to say, okay, I'm going to do a run um, because, you know, you have limited amount of gasoline, limited amount of ammo and weapons. And, uh, and again, your, your people need to sleep and eat and drink and things like that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to get, you know, these two people together and we're going to get in the car and we're going to go do a run. And then we're going to you know do this thing. And then we're going to come back um, and then try and, you know, just kind of, you know, incrementally get more resources um, and you know, graphically, it looks amazing. It controls very, very good. I, I just had a ton of fun, uh, playing it and, and just trying to, you know, get, you know, build a better base and get, you know, get, you know, having to manage people too, which is kind of interesting, you know, cause personalities start to clash. And, you know, if you don't have enough resources, your people start to get pissed off and start fighting and, uh, and things like that. And it's just, it's, it's kind of like, it's more like a resource sim, uh, kind of game, uh, with some, some, you know, combat elements in it. And of course the, the zombies always encroaching on your stuff. Uh, but it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun and it was a huge time suck. Like I kind of walked away from it for a while, but for, for, I guess a good month or so at, when it came after it came out, I played that thing like incessantly, uh, almost to the point where, uh, I had to like, like really tell myself, okay, it's Saturday and it's been five hours and I'm playing this. I probably need to go do something productive and not play State of Decay all day. That's a sign of a good game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's really solid. And they made a lot of improvements to it lately. And I think there's like an expansion that's come out. Uh, I still have it installed on my Xbox. So I need I need to go back to it. Uh, I just I just haven't uh, had the time to to dedicate towards it. But yeah, State of Decay 2. It's it's really, really, really good. I got nothing to add, but I've certainly seen stuff about it, and it looks intriguing. Yeah, yeah, I know Brad, Brad Shoemaker from Giant Bomb was a big champion of that game, and I've always meant to check it out, but I don't have it on my Xbox, so. That's a problem. Yeah, it would be a barrier. It is on PC, though, so. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so, Jim, you're number two. Well, my number two, my favorite zombie movie of all time is the original Dawn of the Dead. And the it game is. Dead, the game Dead Rising, yes, uh, pretty much is Dawn of the Dead as a video game yes. in a lot of ways. Uh, so the Dead Rising series uh, in total is my number two. Uh, the first one takes place in a shopping mall, and uh, there's a lot of fun things to collect and uh, fun things to do. The only thing I didn't like about it was having to time manage, yes, and the es- and so many escort missions, yes. But the actual, like, killing of zombies and the actual, like, you know, aesthetic and, you know, finding all kinds of weird, funky weapons all through the mall to to chop zombies with and all that was a lot of fun. And some of the bosses were really hilarious, too. Um, It was just, like I said, it's basically, the first game is basically Dawn of the Dead as a video game. I mean, you play uh, uh, a guy named Frank who's a photographer. You also get uh, bonus points. Yeah. For taking like bonus. great pictures, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. You get PP. Yes, PP. Picture points <laughs> uh, for uh, for taking really good pictures of zombie kills and stuff, which are, was another fun aspect of the game. Uh, there's one part where you find a car hidden away, and you can just drive through uh, just tons of zombies. I remember, I think if it wasn't the first game I got for the Xbox 360, it was definitely very early on in the life cycle of the Xbox 360, and it really 
showed off that the next generation at that point could you know render yeah. that many you know zombies all at once. That was a big um, selling point of that console, that it's like, look at how much we can populate the screen with, like, moving characters. I remember that right, was, like, yeah. a big part of, like, look, look at one of our, you know, one of, I don't know, was it a launch title? Or it was close, at least, right? It was, yeah, if it wasn't launch, it was really early days. And it was like, look at this. Yeah, Halo's good, but we also have a zombie game, and you could zombies on the screen. It's like, yeah. okay, that's crazy. And you could find a lawnmower and go through the zombies with a lawnmower or a katana. I mean, there were literally like dozens and dozens of weapons to find, and they kind of went uh, even further with that later on in the series. I think it was Dead Rising Two, where you can you know like put together a barbed wire and a lawnmower and make a you know super powered lawnmower that could you know chew through zombies or you know um, all these different crafting things they added to the game to it then. Uh, but as far as you know, zombie just straight up zombie killing, uh, I can't think of a better game than uh, than Dead Rising. Is it weird that, at least in some of the Dead Rising games, it seems like Frank looks a lot like Negan? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like, didn't think of that until now. Like, yeah. like, I try to, like, give Kirkman a lot of credit for, like, when he comes up with things, but there are a lot of, like, similarities. And I even read an issue recently where it's like, that's right out of the page of this thing. <laughs> it's like, sometimes I think, you, you know, maybe it's not, not exactly, you know, subconscious that's filling in some of the ideas you have here, but... Um, <laughs> I, I I borrowed a 360 once for like a weekend just because I wanted to play some games. Dead Rising was one of them because I was like, why would I not want to play a Don the Dead tribute video game? Yeah. And yeah, I was I was very much into the um, the idea of taking over a mall and doing all an assortment of different things to zombies um, using the you know the wonderful things available at your local mall and a great funky soundtrack. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah definitely. Like the, when you go outside in the mall courtyard and those what are those uh, biker. Uh, gang people are trying to kill you, and it's just, I don't know, it's just like a cool, I, I enjoyed the, the music part of it. it yeah, was, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I know the guy with the, the, the giant redneck with the flamethrower who had taken over the movie theaters. Yes, yes. Uh, He also had a cool theme song, too. Yeah. So, But yeah, I mean, the bosses were just out of, out of control, and the, the zombie killing was spot on, and again, you know, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't pass up a tribute to my favorite zombie movie of all time. So, and just Frank West as a character, just his over the oh, top, he's hilarious. like chauvinistic, uh, you know, kind of uh, you know wannabe macho man type of character right. was uh, was just a lot of fun to kind of play because he's kind of a loser but doesn't see himself as a loser, uh, which makes it even funnier. Absolutely. My uh, my next pick is one of the best tower defense games of all time. It is, of course, Plants versus Zombies. Ah, it has zombies in the title. Uh, it's more, it's uh-huh. one of my son's favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my grandson, I mean, too. He loves it. Here is a... I haven't played the most recent, like, sequels. I'm assuming there are more, and I know Cut On is the same way that, like, Angry Birds did as far as, like, there's toys and stuff and shirts, whatever. But I... Um, you know, I'm not counting out iOS games, given the addictability of them, uh, addictive nature of them. And, um, yeah, I was big into plants, the first Plants vs. Zombies because I found it so quirky and so, you know, addictive. I just wanted to keep, like, playing this thing where you're, like, a farmer who wants to – like, a homeowner farmer who, like, wants to protect his home. And you have, like, a lawn and you just place items on to stop, like, zombies from who are, like, slowly walking towards you. You know, it's a tower defense game. And it just uses that zombie skin. But it's so, like, quirky in how it presents things. Like, in between the levels, you'll get, like, little notes where, like, hey, we're coming back in the morning, signed, the zombies. It's, like, little stuff like that. 
<laughs> just is like I like the effort that went into like telling some kind of weird narrative in this thing. And of course, I desperately wanted to complete everything and like get all the bonuses and do all that. Uh, so yeah, I'm just, I was I'm, I was big into Plants vs Zombies so much so that like I feel like if I tried to start playing it right now, I'd just get too into it and I wouldn't have time for anything else. So I don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of a lot of fun with uh, the Plants vs Zombies series. Cool. My number two, um, since we just talked about Dead Rising, uh, my number two is Dead Rising 3. Yeah. Um, and the reason I picked Dead Rising 3 over Dead Rising um, was it amped up the whole uh, – I like cool weapons and making crazy, just weird, uh, goofy weapons. And the fact that you could – you had blueprints and all these crazy – uh, weapons that you can make and costumes and, uh, you know, putting on a Baraka head with a battery and, you know, it would shock people and, um, you know, rocket punch, uh, punching gloves. And my favorite is taking a sledgehammer and a skill saw and making a, uh, like a double, a double headed weapon, uh, as you do. Uh, yes, as you do. Um, and then the cars. So one of the, f- my favorite things in the game is, you could take a motorcycle and so they didn't just make it to where you could make weapons. You could actually make vehicles. And so one of the plans you find is for a combination of a, of a steamroller and a, and a motorcycle. Um, and it literally puts the back end of the motorcycle onto the front end of a steamroller with big blades on the front of it. And, there's parts of the games where the the zombies just start to congregate in very large numbers. And the fact that you could literally steamroll over like hundreds of zombies at a time and just like back up and turn around and go over again was, was, uh, unsettling, unsettling, unsettlingly satisfying, uh, to just mow people down in a vehicle like that. Um, there's another one that had like a big shotgun on the top of it. That was like a, it was like a, armored car with a shotgun on the top that you could you could uh, mow people down with um but just all the crazy weapons just uh just being able to make just all these you know combine different guns and uh you know taking a uh a traffic signal with a battery and making it into like this this shock you know weapon that you swing around and electrocute people with and um and stuff like that and the one thing i liked about three over one is um this the story was less harsh on the time side of it. Like it was very easy to um, run out of time in the, you know, like if you didn't complete the chapter in the right amount of time in the first one, it's like a, basically a game over um, and you could start it again and have your everything. So w- whatever level you were at, when you start the game over again, you keep that level. Um, and, and that's something that's, that's gone through three has the same thing, but there was less time pressures on stuff. Like I, I, I ended up finishing the game and I still had like plenty of time. Like I could have, I was so worried about not being able to get through everything, uh, that I, I, I rushed it a little bit. Um, and in three, it's, it's not quite as punishing with that. And I, I felt like I could have taken my time a little more. Um, but it has a really cool ending. Um, a really cool story. I, I definitely, there's much more of the story in three than there was in, in one or two. Um, and, and there's, mm. uh, there's definitely nods to one and two and three, you know, that you collect these, like Frank West is almost like a hero at this point of the story. Uh, so you run around the city and find these trophies of Frank West everywhere as, as little bonuses. 
Um, and then the protagonist, I forget his name of the second game, actually shows up, at, you know, spoiler, actually shows up at the end of the third, uh, towards the end of the third game, which is kind of cool. Sorry, Jerry. What? Sorry, Jerry, for the spoiler. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it was just a lot of fun. And I, it's funny, I played it recently. I think that was an Xbox One launch game, if I'm not mistaken. Because, uh, again, that, it, sounds yeah, right. that sounds right. Another yeah. one, hey, let's show off how much stuff we can have on the screen at the same time kind of game. But yeah, it's just a ton of fun. It just it's just so satisfying just being able to just kill just hordes of zombies just by swinging things around. Um it's just a lot of fun. So that's my number 2. Awesome. Uh before I get to my number 1, I wanted to mention a few honorable mentions, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it, man. Um there was a game on the original Xbox called Stubbs the Zombie. Um, oh, I remember this. Ever heard of it or played of it? Yeah. But in the game you actually play as a zombie. Uh, not only can you bite people and get them to become your minions and follow you around and you know, join your side, you can also um, take your arm off and attach your eyeball to it and send it like through small passages to like open doors for you from the other side. Yeah. Or you can use your uh, head as a weapon, or your you know your arm as a weapon. You can tear it off of your own body and uh, and all that. You actually have like a brains meter at the bottom. You had to keep eating brains to keep your health up and basically your mission was to go through and zombify a town. And uh, it was all set in this like 19 idealized 1950s. Yeah. Uh, you wore like a bowler hat, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, it was a lot of fun, very inventive game. It's, it's rare that you get to play as a zombie in a, in a you know, zombie video game. Uh, it was, it was super fun and uh, kind of a forgotten gem. Uh, another probably forgot more forgotten game uh, Square Enix made a game uh, for the PlayStation 1 called uh, Parasite Eve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, really cool. It was kind of their take on Resident Evil at the time. Um, it was more of a, a 2D uh, adventure game. Um, very cool uh, combat system. And uh, just had, like, a lot of really cool mechanics and stuff. And uh, it was really, uh, really a lot of fun. Really stuck out as being stylized and... Uh, and a really good take on that genre, I thought. It kind of kind of different from what had gone before. And then finally, my final honorable mention is a game uh, that came out for the 360 and the uh, um, PlayStation 3. It was called Singularity. It was uh-huh. sim- it had like a Bioshock flavor to it, but it had time manipulation as the hook, as opposed to like genetic manipulation. And basically, you could you know say you came upon a rusted, wrecked out bridge. You could use this time gauntlet you had to go back to when the bridge was was new and cross it. But it also had these, like, time-trapped people who were like zombies uh, that would come through, and you could basically use your time glove to turn them into dust before they could attack you uh, if you had enough time energy uh, uh, held up. But that was a really, again, another fun under-the-radar game that has zombies in it. Uh, my number one, though, is the, uh, the Telltale Walking Dead uh, game, uh, just because it really... I think, um, and I know Aaron's made the same point. I'm not, you know, I'm not the original uh, progenitor of this idea, but I think it's the best, um, like, implementation of that world in an art form. I think I like it better than a lot of the comic. I like it better than a live TV show. I really think it's, like, the best thing to come out of that franchise. And uh, I've been playing it since the beginning, and there's a, I know Skybound has kind of taken over, and they said they're going to finally finish, you know, the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, you know, the Telltale, I mean, if you've listened to the show, you know what happened with Telltale. They went bankrupt and kind of fired everybody in the last minute and um, 
kind of a really crappy way, but Kirkman Skybound um, uh, uh, Company has a video game arm, and they've hired some of the people from the Telltale game to come back and actually finish the game. Uh, so I'm really excited to finally be able to finish that, and I, even though you know, I feel very bad for, of course, for all those developers and artists and stuff who, who lost their jobs so suddenly and in such a crappy way. But that game is so well-realized. I love the art style. I love the story. Um, it's, it's, it's game mechanics light and more story heavy. And I really appreciate that about it. Uh, I love the look of it, the kind of graphic novel-y look that it has, almost cel-shaded, but not quite. Uh, the characters are really well written. The voice acting is really well done. And if you're a fan of the show and or you're a fan of the comic or both, then you're really doing yourself a disservice by not checking it out. Um, so that, that would be my number one. Solid. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've definitely sung its praises for certain. So I, um, <clears throat> just, I guess I'll just mention a few other ones that I didn't already. Um, I, I had like undead, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare and Resident Evil four were also on my, I moved them around just cause I didn't want to have too much overlap, but yeah, those are obviously great. And we've talked about them plenty. Um, there's one key one that hasn't come up, um, uh, which is uh, Left for Dead, um, it, and um, it's not my number one, uh, mainly because I just never had a PC to like compl- play it more than just like, hey, I'm at a friend's house and they have it, so I'm going to play this for a while. So I don't have too much to add to it if it's going to come up again. I'm not quite sure, um, but I I will say that it's super fun to get into a crazy tense situations in a multiplayer universe where zombies are sprinting after you and you have to get out to escape. Um, there's a lot of fun to be had there. Um, remember Medieval? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Want to throw a shout-out to Medieval? Ne- Neversoft? Never, Nether Realms? Yeah, Neversoft. Yeah. No, yeah, Never Realms games, yeah. Um, the, um, oh, what's his name? It's like a knight. Uh, Montesquieu. Sir Montesquieu. Mont- Sir Montesquieu, yeah. And they're remaking that as well. For oh, that's generation. neat. Like, yeah. remaking it from the bottom yeah. up, so. Mm-hmm. That would be really yeah. cool. I love that game on PlayStation 1, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they had some really interesting visuals for it and everything. It was even a character in the PlayStation All-Stars, like their version of Smash Brothers, which I was quite a fan of. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I want to shout out that one. There's another one to shout out that is so obscure, I'll be curious if anybody knows what I'm talking about. It's called The Last Guy. Hmm. It, oh. it's a, it's a, it was a downloadable PlayStation 3 game. It's a top-down... It's it's so weird. It's like a, It's an overhead perspective game where you're like a guy who... Like, all the world has been overrun by, like, zombies and monsters, and you just go to, like, building to building trying to rescue people, and as you do so, you make, like, a chain. So every time you rescue people, your chain gets longer and longer, and you're trying to get them all to – you're trying to rescue everybody and get that entire chain into, like, a helicopter bay so, like, they all escape. But, of course, if, like, your chain's super long and a monster comes crossing the road, it can break up your chain and, you like, a bunch of people die on your chain. So it's just a really funky game. It has a neat soundtrack. It uses, like, Google, like, high-quality Google Maps as, like, your map. So you're, like, actually in cities, like, real cities. Uh, but it's one that I played obsessively because it was, like, this is such a fun, like, little thing that I can play. And it was, like, five bucks on PlayStation. But, yeah, The Last Guy. It's a great one. My number one is also Telltale's The Walking Dead game because why wouldn't it be? We spent a good small percentage of this podcast talking specifically about this game for good reason. I, I think it has everything going for it as far as what the world of The Walking Dead can offer. As Jim has already explained, it is, yeah, like, my favorite form of this uh universe i think the characters that have come out of this specifically um, lee and clementine of course and some other side ones that you know matter as far as where things go from there they are it's so impactful to like follow a story that's 
you know, you, you're making these decisions so you feel right there with them. And seeing the evolution of both Lee in the first game and then Clementine over the course of the several games, who goes from a little girl to, you know, a young adult um, in a world ruled by zombies. Um, there's There's a lot that comes with that as far as how you react and like having an understanding of what kind of choices you would make because you've been making the choices for this character for several hours or days or what have you. Um, and yeah, the art style is fantastic. I think the, the, um, the way you depict this universe, um, it has its, you know, it, much like the comic is the black and white and the show has this kind of saturated look. This goes for its own style and it works just as well as those do. So it's, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty that we can continue re- recommending about the, the Telltale Walking Dead series, that, Walking Dead series, and that yes, I look forward to seeing Skybound kind of pick up the pieces where this final chapter, where this final like season um, has left us. So just so we can see how this whole thing wraps up. Cool, the last guy. I'm not familiar, but now I want to check it out. Yeah, I'm curious if it's still like sitting in the PlayStation Store somewhere because it's a neat one for sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm, I'll bring up a couple honorable mentions as well um the first one i wanted to talk about was a, a game called dead nation which was oh yeah uh-huh. a ps3 ps4 mm-hmm. i played it on ps3 it's like a top down um almost like a, a throwback kind of game where it's not like it's a twin stick shooter yeah, right? yeah yeah dual joystick shooter combining weapons resource and it's just like somewhat run based where you're just like plowing through you know having to plow through hordes and hordes of of enemies that come at you there's multiplayer aspects to it uh, i didn't play a ton of it but i did enjoy the the time i i played with it um and just kind of fooling around with the different weapons and um and the you know it's like any other wave based uh, game that get you know more difficult as as the game goes on uh, but that was a, that was a lot of fun to play um and the other one, which we haven't mentioned uh, so far yet at all, uh, being the 10th anniversary of this of this release, is Call of Duty World at War, which introduced us to the concept of Nazi zombies, mm-hmm. and has been like a a, a huge uh, part of, especially the Treyarch uh, games on Call of Duty. You know that that zombie mode is what you know they've they've put in every time, and it's just like a horde, you know, based. You know, one to four players. You know, and just kind of have to survive wave after wave of 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 uh in 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 this version, Nazi zombies coming after you. But eventually, it just became zombies as well. Some Nazis, some not not Nazis. <laughs> some didn't register. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with with the third right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> some were more ideologically vague. Yes. Um, but but it, but yeah, I mean, since that kind of started a whole. Uh, style of of gameplay, um, especially co- combined to uh, as relates to Call of Duty, I thought I would bring it up. Um, my number one is a game that we talked about a couple times uh, a little you know earlier, and it's the second one of these on my list. Um, but it's Resident Evil Four. I mm-hmm. I love Resident Evil Four. I've I've owned it on uh, the the GameCube. I owned it on the PlayStation Two. I have been very very tempted to. To, to purchase it for the for the PlayStation 4. Um, I've played it through multiple times on each of those consoles. Um, and, and a lot of it, you know, Jim kind of talked about it earlier, a lot of it was just for it being so revolutionarily different from the other games. Uh, the fact that it ditched the tank controls, it went over the shoulder, it was much more action-focused. You didn't feel like, you know, every bullet was, was your last bullet. You know, you could, you know... 
you kind of had to manage things a little bit, but it was a lot more fun to just kind of feel like you could let loose a little bit um, and and kill things. Uh, a crazy story, uh, the fact that it was a completely new setting. It took you away from the whole Raccoon City um, stars team uh, thing and just told this wacky uh, South American story was just, just kind of uh, cr- kind of crazy. Um, if if you tried to ask me where Resident Evil Four takes place, I could not tell you offhand. Yeah. <laughs> you saying South America, they go, wait, what? And you're like, and then I'm thinking, actually, yeah, that, I guess that's true. But the story goes so many different directions. Yeah, I'm like, they are speaking like a version of Spanish, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I mean that could apply to a number of places. Exactly, it could be anywhere in South, a lot of places in South America, some parts of Europe. I believe it was South America. I want to say it was South America. If I'm if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me. Oh, you know what I'm seeing right now? It's in rural rural Spain. Okay, Spain. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but it just was – it's just so much fun. I mean there's not many games where I'll go back and play through multiple times. And this is one, like I said, I've, I know I've played it at least four times, um, which is kind of crazy. But it's it's just so – it's just so much fun. I just – I really, really enjoy playing it. Um, and, and it's what's funny is five and six kind of – keep with the same formula of the over the shoulder that kind of action oriented but it just I, I don't know if maybe just because four was the first of its kind and and that's what grabbed me five and six just felt like eh and six less than five um but but i did wasn't five the one that was kind of dependent on you playing at co-op or was that, that six? was six no, five no was it, was it well, there five? was a co there was a partner in five that was really dumb uh, mm-hmm. But six had six was the one I think it was the four different characters, and so you played a little bit as each one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five had the companion that was a complete idiot. Um, That's what I yeah I remember because I played five with my roommate in college, and we did the we did the multiplayer more than the story. <laughs> there yeah. was like a multiplayer element that we were like dead set on playing all the time. It was great. Yeah, those time mul- the, yeah they. They had that for the single. They're timed, right? Yeah, yeah it timed. was like, a, it was like, it was like challenges or yeah. whatever it was, and it was, it was, it was tough. Yeah, you, you had to get these things to give you more time to add time to your to your run, and while mm-hmm. you're running around killing zombies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those modes were a lot of fun as well. But yeah, so that. But yeah, four is great. Yeah, four is a fantastic yeah. game all around. Sure. So four is four is my number one. Well, cool. But who cares what we think? No. <laughs> Um, we did, we did, I did put up a thread. We did get some, some feedback. So I don't know if we want to go through, uh, if we want to go through and talk about those. Sure. Why not? Uh, Russ, Russ put up the, the call and some people answered. Uh, Mike Jones chimed in. His number one is left for dead. Uh, his number two is dead rising. Number three left for dead two. Uh, fourth is fallout three and fifth is fallout four or to which he says, Fallout games are true zombie games, but there are plenty of ghouls to kill. That's kind of the point I made before. I am, I've never been like a big online co-op guy, so I never really played the Left 4 Deads very much. I'm the same with mm-hmm. you. I've never I I tried to get into Left 4 Dead, and it just didn't it didn't grab me. I mean, I know a lot of people love it, just absolutely love it, um, but it just it just didn't grab me. I think I it's I think it's because I've only played it in spurts, which is why I have a level of admiration for it. And obviously, you know, plenty of people sure. do. But like I've I oh, yeah, it's like, regarded. Yeah, and it's but it's like a game where like I had I didn't get heavily invested in it, so I didn't get to the point where I'd be frustrated by it. So I just like, yeah, this is amazing because I'm just like running around, there's zombies and, and there's co op there's friends and whatnot. But you know, I, I didn't play it for long periods of time to like go away from that kind of thought. Right. Uh Brad Milo. 
founder of the podcast, uh, long, long, uh, long gone but not forgotten, uh, chimed in with Red Dead Redemption on Undead Nightmare. Uh, definitely agree there, Brad. Thanks for uh, writing in. Uh, Yukiyoshi Sawada with the, probably the shortest post he has ever made <laughs> in our Facebook group. Uh, State of Decay number two is my number one zombie game. After that, you got the Left for Deads and after and Dead Rising. But guys, let's face it: nothing on any list is going to top Clem from the Telltale games. Kanpai. Uh, Serge Mendoza came in Resident Evil four and two, and Mike Jones chimed in yet again. Uh, I have to give a state of, the State of Decay series a shout out. Didn't make my top five, but it was close. Same for the Walking Dead Telltale series. Agreed. Thanks so much for uh, for uh, contributing, guys. Even in the off season here, yeah, absolutely appreciate that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really have anything else planned for this episode, so I don't. I, do, is there anything else you guys want to chime in about or talk about? Video hmm. game related. I'm trying to think of like just like games I'm playing right now and how they could be improved with zombie additions, and I'm like. <laughs> Well, I don't need Spider-Man to be dealing with zombies. That just seems too morose for me. I don't know. About that. <laughs> um, you know, it seems like Lara Croft is due to deal with like ancient zombies any day now. So who knows? I'm trying to play Mutant Year Zero, and there are characters that are zombie-like in it. I've heard that's pretty good. Uh, it's kind of an XCOM-ish kind of thing. No, it's brutally punishing, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to stick with it. So it is like XCOM. Yeah. No. Uh, XCOM <laughs> is not quite as punishing as this. Um, Whoa. I'm on okay. like my first real set of enemies and I'm playing on easy level and I haven't found a way to beat them. Like it's, it's extremely punishing. Uh, and I, f- I feel like these first encounters you have, you're, even though I'm like level five ish, uh, I'm underpowered to, to fight them. So, uh, resource uh, allocation is very sparse um and yet the 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 what it takes to actually purchase upgrades and do upgrades is fairly steep so it's it's very much like a um you have to gra- gather up a lot of resources for not a lot of return uh i'm finding mm. it very difficult let's let's just say that yeah as i mentioned i'm playing red dead redemption 2 right now so maybe they'll do an Undead Nightmare version for that, too. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for, like, you to have a pet zombie and you have to, like, maintain it like your horse and, like, feed it and do all these things. <laughs> I don't really mind that part of the game. You have to bait, I don't either. No, I, I, I'm playing. I'm, so it doesn't attract more I'm zombies. Playing Red De- I'm playing Red Dead 2 also, and, I mean, it's not a game I feel like I'm going to finish anytime soon just because, I'm like, I'm so devoted to, like, taking care of stuff before playing actual story missions. Right. So, but I enjoy it. I do know I, I got a game in one of the recent PlayStation um, uh, Plus sales called Agents of Mayhem. Oh, yeah. And it's basically G.I. Joe, the cartoon, the game. Because you have all these uh, colorfully named agents with all these different abilities. And you're fighting a very Cobra-like uh, um, uh, enemy. And the, all the cutscenes are done in, like, 80s-style animation. And uh, for $5, it was, it was a great buy. But I could definitely see zombies being added to that for sure. If they don't already get zombies, I'm only about ten hours in. I mean, they might that might be part of the deal. But yeah. Well, cool. I think uh, so. I'm not sure when it will actually record it, but I, it'll, I'm guessing probably in the next couple three weeks. You know, we got 
uh, as we record this, it's about a, it's, it's almost a week before Christmas. Um, I guess five days before Christmas. Um, and then we have New Year's after that. So depending on people's schedules, uh, I, I think we'll, I think it'll be safe to say we can get one more in the can before then. Hopefully two, but we'll see. Uh, but I think the next episode we're going to do is, is movie talk, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what we, what we have on the docket. Um, well, that's not hard for me. I exactly. know that. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if it'll be like, Oh, a, what do you know about yeah, movies? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it stinks. No. Um, uh, I don't know if we'll do like a maybe a formal like top five or anything like that. Maybe we'll all just kind of like rifle off uh, some stuff. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I feel like we've done that in the past, but, but you know, we'll, we'll look into yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have to look back and see what we've done. Um, but anyway, we, 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 yeah, it, I guess been, even if we have, it's been long enough. We'll, we'll revisit that. So anyway, we'll we'll sure. put a thread up uh, similar to this episode. Maybe I won't wait uh, so close to recording time to do it, but. Uh, but cool. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, stay tuned. HHWLOD.com for this podcast. Uh, we finally actually put out a It's All Connected episode uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, Jim Jim was guest host on that episode. Uh, we had there was a lot of Netflix news, um, and now that we got a trailer for uh, Endgame, we'll probably we'll probably do another episode here pretty quick. There's been some more details on some of this Netflix stuff, so that would be interesting to kind of have a follow up conversation about that. Um, and then check out, uh, the Taylor network of podcasts where I'm on Gotham by geeks, as well as you can find all of Daryl's stuff over there. Um, and Jim, where can folks find you? Uh, every week you can catch me at the Taylor network of podcast.com on nothing's on with Donnie and Daryl. We talk about the week in movie and TV news. Uh, we also answer a lot of emails on that show and we added a gaming corner recently cause we've gotten a lot of gaming emails. So that's always fun. Uh, you can catch me on Out Now with uh, Aaron and Abe on the occasional commentary track, like the one we just did for Tombstone, mm-hmm. which was pretty great. And uh, I really had a lot of fun with that with uh, Brandon and Ben that was and Aaron. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you can check me out at, um, also on oldmagicgaming.com. Every week we have a new uh, RPG podcast going up. Two different storylines. There's uh, Crown of Queens and um, Great Old Ones. And we're doing some special editions for the Christmas season. Did a one-off uh, game of uh, a band of Christmas elves on an adventure. Uh, so we'll be publishing that this week and next for the holiday season. Uh, what's more fun than elves fighting off evil monsters and saving uh, saving Christmas? So check that out, oldmagicgaming.com. Cool. Aaron? Uh, you can find plenty of stuff from me. I have my podcast out now with Aaron and Abe, which Jim, Jim mentioned. Uh, we do weekly movie reviews as well as the occasional commentary. A lot of fun and a lot of stuff coming out to talk about. So, yeah, plenty of things to catch up on there. That's on everywhere you can find podcasts. Um, I'm writing a whole bunch because it is the end of the year, which means I'm, I'm not really cramming seeing movies. I've seen everything. I'm just trying to write reviews and top ten lists. So, you know, there's going to be plenty of those coming out. You can find those at Weekly of Entertainment, YSOBlue.com, and The Code of Zeke, which is my personal blog. All my stuff ends up there anyway. Um, I'll be at Midway pitching Crazy Taxi meets Zombies. Uh, figured out how that works. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Excellent. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening to this 250th episode of The Walking Dead TV podcast. Uh, had a good time. Talking about video games, zombie video games. And thanks to all the fans for sticking around, yeah. you know, for letting us keep going on for 250 episodes. Um, yeah. Um, it's been quite a ride. I know Russ and I have been there since the beginning. Aaron's been for a majority of the, the trip here and uh, 
really, really appreciate it. We do it for the listeners. You know, it's not like we're, you know, getting, uh, you know, a huge amount of pay or anything for this. We just do it because, uh, love of the game and, uh, and, uh, and the listeners. So thank you so much for sticking with us. We really appreciate your support. Yeah, I love all the feedback. Um, you want to leave us more feedback of course we have the, the facebook group uh facebook.com slash group slash wdtv podcast um if you want to become a member of the group if you're not now uh just send us an invite and we'll make sure you're a real person and not a bot and we'll approve you um so that that's easy enough um and you or you can shoot us an email wdtv at hhwlod.com uh if you don't do the facebooks and want to just leave us a message thanks everybody when there's no room in hell in the dead walk the earth. Remember, save your game. You'll thank us later. <laughs> you'll you'll thank me later. <laughs> Continue. <laughs>